Happy Tuesday and welcome back to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. We thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen every single day. I'm your host, Massachusetts Pirates team insider, Jake Ignazewski, and I'll be joined by my co-host, Nesson writer, Lauren Campbell. Now, Lauren and I had the opportunity to speak with Emerson Lazia, who's the on-air host at DraftKings and is the former co-host of Nesson After Hours. Now, this is part two of our conversation with Emerson. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, definitely go back and listen because it is a very fun and entertaining episode. Now, in this episode of Locked On Red Sox, we talked to Emerson about how important Alex Cora is to this team and how his managing style is so vital to their success. And Emerson also gives his two cents on why he thinks that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And then lastly, he wraps it up by giving his advice to any aspiring sports reporters or sports journalists and how they can be successful in the sports industry. Now let's listen to part two of our conversation with Emerson Lazia. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've got to trust the hell out of Alex Cora. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, oh, you're yeah. one of four teams Especially left standing. Yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> Give it to me, dude. Like, that's my manager. Let's go. Yeah. Hashtag my manager. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and I said this before when he got hired, that people probably underestimated just how much the players responded and respected him. Um, and he went so much further, like he could he could speak to Rafael Devers in Spanish and JD and Xander and Erod when he was here. So you can connect with them on a different level that Renicky couldn't, that John Farrell couldn't, that even Terry Francona couldn't. So you think of just like he was really an X factor. And he's going to every what you can give him a bunch of utility players. He's going to tote out the best lineup every single night for you. And he's going to do what he thinks is best. Sometimes it's a little questionable, but when it works, he looks like a damn genius. Dude, Lauren, you absolutely nailed it. I remember talking to Rob Bradford like months ago uh, when we were entering the the second half of the season. I said, what's the biggest X factor here? Alex Cora. Yeah. Alex Cora. And I was uh, and. I think even at the end of the season, I asked him, all right, who was like the, the player of like the year or whatever. And he was like, can I give this to Alex Cora? It's just, <laughs> yes. he re- he really, really does make such a massive impact with these guys. And it is the, the, the connection he has to them. It's like, a, like a friend and, you know, he's still like your manager in a way, but he does find a way to connect to them that maybe other guys, especially older managers in the game cannot. It's a different managerial style. It is. And he's not too far removed from the game himself. So he's not like Tony La Russa, who's just this old guy trying to be hip with his players. (laughs) And you have, you know, 46, 47-year-old Alex Cora, who did play, who's who's played in such a way. Yeah, and and Tony La Russa, in the the same sense, the guy who didn't didn't even know, like, half the rules, like, this this past season. Right. It's just a totally different connection. And... Listen, Larusa, he he did a lot for MLB during his time as yeah. a younger manager. Um, yeah. But n- no more old managers, twenty twenty two. Respect. Yeah, I just yeah. Except for Buck yeah. Showalter. Yes, except uh, for Buck yeah. Showalter. I do I do yeah. love me Buck Showalter. Oh, 
But with Cora, I I mean, I, I think you saw it perfectly, especially when Erod did the watch tap. You know, they, they brought up it's kind of like the father son, like like you said, Emerson, still the manager, but yeah. the father son sort of relationship. Like, hey, and you even that. see it with Devers too. Devers has way more confidence when Cora's out there. But I gotta tell you, it was tough to not get choked up when uh, you know they they showed a video of him after they won the ALDS you know, just with his daughter and, and you know, just wiping tears yeah. off of his eyes because, I mean, obviously, like, we can't condone any of the stuff that he did for the Astros, but, I mean, that's two or three years ago. And, and he said on Section 10 perfectly when, when he had the interview with them before he started back on the team, he was like, listen, I'm going to have to apologize for this for the rest of my life. Like, yep. I've learned, yep. and we all need to, like, move on. Like, he – um I mean, he, he lived a shit show. Like he, he understands um, the impact, the consequences like of his actions. The one thing, obviously no one thinks like what he did was, was right, but you can, you can sense like a lot of like what kind of man he is by just mm. not even trying to like bullshit anybody. Like he just mm -hmm. says, listen, I made a massive mistake. And like, we've all made them in our, in our life. It's about trying to like forgive every once in a while and letting people prove themselves like once again to you. And he is, he has like done that. You can tell he's a good human being who has just made a few mistakes along the way. And he also didn't try to throw anyone else under the bus. Like some of the no. Astros higher ups did where they tried to make Alex Cora to be this mastermind. And he was like, I'm going to stand up for myself, but that's it. Yeah. Like I'm going to tell my side. And I'm just like, whether it's like an unspoken agreement between the two sides or whatever, like he kept his word regardless. He was like, I, I messed up and I'm not going to blame anyone else but me. Shouldn't have done it. Let's move on. This was 2017 and now it's going to be five years ago. We're going to hear about it for the rest of our lives, but mm -hmm. it shouldn't follow him to the point where he's like, he didn't deny it. He was, he wasn't like a rod being like, no, 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 I never took steroids. Yeah, like no. he, <laughs> he never lied about it. He came up and was yeah. like, yeah, I messed up. He served his time. And now he's just, just so happens to be back with the team that he parted ways with. He was never fired. So they just yeah. brought him back. Oh my God. It's talking to a rod too. talk about a guy who, who <laughs> has the right PR people, I guess like around oh, yeah. him. And then the, and then the, um, who was he married to JLo? Like yep. a, a guy who just rebuilt like, his image. <laughs> did you did you see Red like Sox America's fans? sweetheart? Did you, you see know? Red Sox fans chanting JLo at the Acom Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like Cora, Cora to me, he like his image, he's he's just back to being the guy. Yeah. And it's it's good. He was the best option for the Red Sox. And they made and they made the right move bringing him back, yeah. you know. I hope you are enjoying our conversation with Emerson Lazia, but Lauren just wants to take a second to talk to you about Bilt Bar. You know me by now. You know how much I absolutely love Bilt Bar. And now that it's the new year, that means some New Year's resolutions are starting to kick in. And if yours is about getting fit, maybe eating a little bit healthier, make sure you include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is the best protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It doesn't have that chalkiness, maybe that cardboard taste that some other protein bars have. And it makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you will want to eat it unlike those other protein bars, like I said, that can be a little chalky, a little cardboardy, maybe even a little waxy. It's just not good. Bilt Bar is not like that at all. There are so many flavors to choose from. There's raspberry, double chocolate, mint chocolate, and my favorite, cookies and cream. 
And Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. So by like week three of your resolution, when getting eating healthy is getting a little bit tricky, you kind of thinking, where's the chocolate? Built Bar. Built Bar is where the chocolate is at. And we have an offer for you. Go to built.com, use offer code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So the, so the thing that I, I loved that he did, is, and I don't know if tons of people saw this or not, but um, after they won the ALDS, and remember, Heim Bloom came into this, like he had to literally part ways with Alex Cora and trade Mookie Betts in his first two months. Like yeah. pretty crazy. But yep. uh, it, especially with him rehiring him, and then after the Red Sox won the ALDS, uh, in the clubhouse, Alex Cora awarded him the lineup card. And, you know, he said this whole speech about, you know, Haim has gone through the ripper with the media. And, you know, even when people didn't believe in us, like Haim just focused on the vision. And uh, it, it was so cool to, you know, see the passion and brotherhood that, that, that they have, like when they gave each other a hug after that. And, um, you know, I, I don't think as fans we could ask for any better leaders in, in terms of Heim Bloom uh, and, and Alex Cora. No, because also we need to remind ourselves to like, all right, they got caught. You think they're the only team doing like sketchy shit right. like that to try to get like a leg up? No, like we've heard the stories about like what was going on with the Yankees and, and, and you hear rumors of other teams in, in major league baseball. It's just, yeah, don't, don't, don't get me the started. Red Sox. Yeah, the like, 2018 crap. I hate yeah. when people are like, well, the Red Sox cheated in 2018. And I, I always, anytime I bring up the sign stealing stuff, I always say, I was a third baseman when I played high school baseball. I would watch the third base coach and literally go in and tell the pitcher and catcher, listen, instead of me saying, here we go, I'm going to say, let's go. And when I say, let's go, the runner is going and I know that he's stealing. Yeah. Like, it's just part of the game. And it you're is. you're telling me it that is. the guy at second base who's only there 30% of the time when he takes off his helmet, it's a fastball that's cheating? Yep. Get the yep. hell out of here. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I, it, there's nothing I hate more than, like, the old baseball guys and the unwritten rules. <laughs> you son of a, of, a, of a son of a bitch. It's, it's an unwritten rule. It's not a rule, okay, yeah. dude? I remember your tweet. I remember your tweet last season. You're like, who has the book on the unwritten rule? <laughs> I remember like, that where, tweet. Where are they? Like, come on, let's let's stop. Let's stop doing that. But yeah, no, you're right. You're exactly right. Like those kind of things, just part of the game. Anyone who's played baseball can tell you that. And speaking of old, the old baseball purists, um, they are making themselves very well known in this Hall of Fame voting. Um, there is a lot of names on there that should be in their first ballot or not. I mean, you should just go in. There's a lot of names that should be on there that probably won't because baseball is a pure sport, but it doesn't look like Kurt Schilling's going to get in. Um, we don't have all of the ballots in, but the ones that are public, he's slipping a lot. Does Should Kurt Schilling, this is obviously the last year of eligibility, but should he be in the Hall of Fame? I, mean, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I yeah. really do. I think he's just... I think he's just burnt bridges. He's burnt bridges with media members, very sensitive media members who can't seem to separate what he's done off the field to what he's done like on the field. Like, I don't necessarily agree with everything he's done off the field, but I can tell you on the field, that guy was a freaking Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like you can't you can't argue that he's not a Hall of Famer. I just and I feel like 
those who vote for the Hall of Fame in baseball may just be a little too sensitive. Like, no, he didn't say very nice things uh, about you. He has different views than you do. Just vote for him for the Hall of Fame based on what he did like on the field. All right, don't make this about you. Make it about the Hall of Fame. You put the best baseball players who have ever played the game in the Hall of Fame, and he is one of them in his position. I think for me, like for it took me a long time to talk myself into that. Yes, he does belong in the Hall of Fame. And it was simply because looking at his wins, he doesn't have he's got 200 wins. But I, I was like, that's not Hall of Fame wins. But his durability over his 20 year career, hardly ever injured when he was he was bleeding through his sock, making sure mm-hmm. the Red Sox broke this curse of the Bambino. And he never won any big awards. He doesn't have a Cy Young. He doesn't. He's an all star. But it's like, Maybe those numbers become more impressive when he doesn't have those awards when he was pitching among the best during a steroid era yep. time or not. Yeah, the steroid era time. That was, geez, that was a long time ago. And I'm just like, if you look at those numbers, think about what he's done, the the reliability and his durability. There's not not many pitchers can do that anymore. No, no, dude. In this in this day and age, you're lucky to have a starter go like you know complete five <laughs> or or maybe six innings, and then yep. it doesn't matter if we got guys being pulled with perfect games and no hitters. Like yep. that doesn't matter Last anymore. Me. <laughs> yeah, like the get the game has changed so much, but I don't know why. Like some voters just want to be like, oh, I'm gonna show him. It's like, nah, dude, just not now. Don't make them. And it's the same thing with guys who did steroids, Jake. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, I, they, with, with, with the shilling thing too, the one thing that I, I think about first is like, let's, let's have all these guys who are in the hall of fame right now, give them access to internet. And what would they do? Give them access to social media. What would they post? Is that what we're yeah. going to base their eligibility or the character clause on? in terms of them actually getting voted in. I hope you guys are enjoying our conversation with Emerson Latia so far, but I just wanna take a second to talk to you about Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Like who knows that? And wait, while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket as well. So definitely check out Rock Auto because you save time and money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Like for example, for a Honda Odyssey fuel pump, it's $353 from the chain store, but from Rock Auto, it's $216. Another reason I choose Rock Auto is it's a family business serving do-it-yourself services for over 20 years. And also, their prices are reliably low for every single customer. So go explore the easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
like the guy, the guy's a Hall of Famer. Like, forget politics. He is a Hall of Famer. It's just unfortunate that he's probably never going to get in there. But did, what did he say? Like, if he did get in, like, I don't, he doesn't want to Red Sox or I, I don't know. I can't remember the hat. Like, he, he said he didn't want to rock. I, I don't know. I just I'm feel pretty like, sure it was the Red Sox. He didn't want to rock. Really? Which, okay. which is, which is kind of hurtful, but I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. He, they cut yeah. him out of four days of October. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally, man. Um, I mean, I, I but... think you see him probably in a Diamondbacks hat. But, I mean, that's that's something that I actually learned in the Section 10 interview with John Lester. Like, they choose your hat for you. And I, I – oh, my God. I, Boston will riot if John Lester has a Cubs hat on in the Hall of Fame. He's got to get there first. That's a, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. He'll, he'll definitely get there. And, and you know, anyone who – he bought a lot of people beer. <laughs> he yeah. left uh, yeah. Chicago like that. What it was, what was that tab? Like 50 or $75,000 worth of like beer for fans. It was, it was crazy. I actually never but, saw that. Holy crap. But, but talk, uh, talking about, you know, the, the other, the other guys who, um, you know, you referred to like the, the steroid guys in, in terms of bonds and Clemens. Um, when you, when you were the co-host of after hours, you actually had a really good segment um, giving your take on, on those two guys or your two cents. Oh, hello there. Come a little closer. Allow me to share with you my two cents about steroid use and the Hall of Fame. In recent years, voters have been faced with the difficult decision of voting in Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, two alleged steroid users who should have been in long before this year. And just two examples out of several who have displayed stunning career lengths and statistical dominance, but have become merely an afterthought in the voting process because of suspicion their numbers were the result of steroids. Those who are against voting these players in rely on the character clause to determine the status of potential candidates. It's an integrity thing. They don't deserve to be honored among the game's greatest players. But here's the thing, they do. The Hall of Fame is indeed named the Hall of Fame and not the Hall of Exceptional Character. Let's not become the moral police here when there are known racists, drunks, gamblers, abusers, and alleged PED users already in Cooperstown. This character clause has been selectively enforced since the moment it was built. You're telling me Bud Selig got in and the steroid users he did nothing to stop until the damage was done are not? On what planet does that make sense? He didn't care about steroids when the sport was making bank. Vote these guys in. They know the stigma of the steroid era will hover over them forever. But vilifying PED and steroid users more than racist and cheaters is not logical, but hypocritical. And that's my two cents. Ness and After Hours is back after this. By the way, your hair looked pretty good in that video. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I, I really, really appreciate it. I got a great hair guy here on uh, Newberry Street. Bo. I love it. Well, so like when, when you said that, I remember right when you posted it, you got me like super hyped up. I, I remember I, I reposted it because I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think it, I think it's pretty crazy that, that they haven't been voted in yet. Yeah. And like, I don't know how you feel about it either, Lauren, but like trying to kind of parse through who cheated and who didn't is it's like a subjective and, and pointless exercise uh, yeah. to me in a way with this, like the steroid era happened. Like it's part of baseball, whether people like it or not. And it's no different than the spitball era of the early 20th century. It's no different um, than the decades of amphetamines, like running rampant throughout clubhouses. Like, these guys put up those numbers. You can't just say they never played baseball. They were never, never part of it. 
and like are we really sure of all the clean players of the steroid era like those clean players never using performance enhancing drugs of any kind and you think of uh ryan braun who i convinced me that his test was a false positive and he blamed everyone else but himself and it turned out he, he was taking performance enhancing drugs so yeah. he, like, are people like that and like you said it was part of baseball that was the era i grew, grew up in i remember watching yeah. mark mcguire with absolutely no neck just bashing home run after home run Incredible. but i was like six years old so i was like oh that's a big guy wow like he must lift a lot of weights and just not thinking like, just like <laughs> injecting himself with steroids. Yeah. But you know, Barry Bonds was probably a hall of famer before he did steroids. Uh, Mark McGuire hall of famer before he did steroids. And it, yep. it's, you know, it goes back. If you're someone like a rod who unfortunately still was a good baseball player, but was influenced young and started doing them young and got caught several times, admitted to it, served his time. It's different with that because he's, he's admitted to it. He's been suspended for it. And no, it's he'll probably never get into the Hall of Fame because because of that. But it's not like David Ortiz when he allegedly failed this test in 2003 that the commissioner said something right for once and said he should be exonerated from that and that shouldn't impact anyone. But there's no real way to tell that somebody stayed clean for their entire career. And some of these guys who do test positive, they're not even taking like legitimate steroids. They're taking something that was from a friend or from like hair growth or a Viagra yeah. or something. Like yeah. it's never well, like well, that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. That's why like, you know, real talk with some of the NFL guys, like we heard like the, the whole Viagra thing with yeah. like Josh Allen. <laughs> it, it was it a Bart Scott who came out and said, yo, he's yeah. because he was having circulation problems with his fingers. Yeah. He's got to throw the football. You don't take <laughs> Viagra. It'll help you with like blood flow, like throughout your body. And the guys were like, he said people used to do it like back in my playing days. It would, it, you know, we were up and at it, especially in those really cold games. But you take one of those now, you'll get knocked, and there's a three-game suspension. Like something will pop up in a, in a piss test if you're taking like Viagra and it's not approved. So it's like, yeah, you you can't take some of these like little teeny tiny things that you would think could help, but because it's technically illegal. Well, I mean, Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco now uh, <laughs> said said the same thing about Viagra, and I, I'd never heard it before. And then, I, oh God, I was dying with the Bart Scott thing because I remember, you know, Lewis Riddick was like, "What is going on?" But, uh, <laughs> but you know, the thing is with with Bonds, I mean, you got to have a good swing to hit over seven home yeah. seven hundred home runs. Like, obviously, yeah. the steroids help. Like they, they they help you hit the bar ball farther. I mean, obviously that show with Mark McGuire. And I'm not saying if you look at the before and after of binds, it's staggering. It is. But at the same time, with steroids, I always go back to remember when Nelson Cruz got suspended? What is he doing now at 40 years old? Yeah. Still hitting 40 bombs? Like yeah. it it's I, I just and the thing is, is I I my take in my opinion can't really be taken as seriously as your guys is because I was what five years old, six years old, like in the heart of like the steroid era. So I can't really say too much, but I was listening to uh, the Fenway rundown with, um, with Chris Cotillo and, and he had you know tons of different people on from mass live. And, you know, they brought up sort of like what you brought up Emerson. There's probably tons of guys in the hall tons. of fame right now who tons. have taken steroids. First person that came to my mind, not trying to name drop, but Frank Thomas. That guy's yep. ginormous. 
And like, I don't think using PEDs like should, you know, be an automatic like life sentence, you know, and, and you're playing in an era that was just filled and stuffed with PED abuse. Like a lot of these guys have paid a steep price and, you know, if you spent 10 years, a decade plus, like waiting on your call to the, to the hall of fame, like to me, that, that strikes me as, as enough really for um, an acceptable punishment for those out there who want to like, you know, be heard and say, Oh, they, they, they broke the rules. They deserve to be punished. Well, I don't know. To me, that, that seems like for any potential like PED abuse, like I think these guys have kind of suffered enough, like, like it's, it's just, we can't ignore what they did in this sports history. My grandma always said rules are meant to be broken anyway. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I mean, you brought up a rod and then you can also like kind of put Manny Ramirez in the same boat. Cause they were both two guys who tested positive twice. And so, I mean, they're both in their first year. I, th- I know a rods in his first year eligibility. I don't 100% remember if Manny is or not, but uh, like, what's your thoughts on them? Well, like they, they were glaring offenders, right? Like we know that they, they offended, they both failed drug tests, like as active players. And both of them were also issued some of the longest suspensions in in major league baseball history too. So um, both of them too were, have since been welcomed back, like into the game and like they served, they served their time. And two guys who everyone's like, they love them. Like, it's not going to shock me if those two like eventually get in. And I think they will. But it's like, why, why didn't the guys before you who did it even better? Like, why didn't they get in? I don't know. Right. And you're, you're bringing in like younger people who are, who are now voting a little more like a different generation. Like, I think the old guys just aren't going to really forgive it. No. And they're, they're like two sticklers. Right. And they're not going to change their, their ways or their views because they're, they're too old now at this point anyway. And they're always going to stick to their guns and, and that's fine. But at some point you need to step back and look at the numbers and maybe their career as a whole. I mean, like it's not steroids that simply changed their career. Like Barry Bonds, it's like, I'll keep yeah. going back to the day I die where I'm like, he was a hall of famer well before he even injected anything into his body. But everyone's just going to look past that and be like, no, doesn't you shouldn't go in absolutely not bad man out of the yeah house. and and people and i've seen it mentioned about david ortiz recently too and i know he he reportedly tested positive what 2003 some anonymous survey or whatever it is but it's not clear that he tested for a performance enhancing drug like let's right let's be even like commissioner rob manfred who most people uh, are not a huge fan of is like smoking out in his defense like that that says something when the commissioner is is backing you up there Right. I hope you are enjoying our conversation so far with Emerson Latia. There might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more stuff to be bet on this playoff season. From scored totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. It's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online waging destination. BetOnline, 
the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. So I, I don't think that test should should be held against him, like for in the eyes of any Hall of Fame voters. No, I don't. I don't think so either. But these guys, a lot of the voters are old old timers. We'll call them, and yeah, it's it is what it is. I think we're going to be in this for the long haul until a new generation of voters, until you know, my, my generation, your generation, are eighty years old voting for. I don't know, Marcelo Meyer, when it's his time yeah. to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, hell, man, I have, uh, I, I like, I, I kind of kid, but at the same time, I'm like, just let the guys use steroids, let the pitchers use like their little spider tack, whatever yeah. the hell they want to use. Like, just do it. That was, I'm like, that is when like I fell in love with, with baseball mm-hmm. was when you were six and I'm a lot older than you, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> nearing high school at the time and every morning i'd get the florida times union down there in jacksonville and i'd say oh where's that home run race at between these guys like where's it at like i could not stop reading the paper I'm like this is baseball you watch baseball games like down in florida you just want to see these guys hitting like piss missiles just let them do it and then like the pitching started to suck this past year when they got rid of the spider talk like yeah just come on oh, man, man. Let's do it oh i gotta be honest it, it was a lot of fun to give garrett cole crap though Oh, hell yeah. But he even figured it out. It, it, it yeah. goes back to like what Laura was just saying. Like some of these guys are just damn good and don't even like really need it. And then they start using it. They get off it, but then they figure it out because they're just, they're just that good. They're not natural. But I'm just saying enough is enough. Let the steroid guys in mention it like on their plaques, like if you want, and let's put a bow Let's finish the steroid era conversation. Put it in the past, please. Let's move on. Yes. We need to, like you said, leave it in the past. Just focus on what they did in their careers and just go off that. Like, unless they yeah. murdered somebody or, like, abused somebody or did something unspeakably terrible, then which, leave Which there are those guys right. in the Hall, like, that played decades yep. and decades and decades ago. You can read about some of these guys. There are some pieces of shit in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Didn't Babe Ruth kill his wife? No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> Karabas says that all the time, and I never yeah, know to, to, to take it seriously. No, there are there there's some really um, terrible human beings in the hall, but you know, that's just like back then and whatever, 1920, you can do whatever the hell you wanted to do and get away with it if you were an athlete making like two dollars a day, which is like a yeah. million dollars a day now. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, yep. before we get you out of here, you've been so gracious with your time with us today. If you for anyone who who wants to work in sports, who anyone wants to be in a position like you, like me, like Jake, yeah. what is the best advice you can give them and that you'd want them to just take and have that stick with them? Hmm. I'd probably say sometimes the one thing you want the most is the best thing to never happen to you. So you're going to be told like no a lot, but that's going to end up shaping who you are it's going to take you in a different direction than maybe you wanted to go at that moment but each step has like a purpose like you're going to become better you're going to learn a little bit more about like who you are like throughout all the markets and jobs uh, that i've landed like i've learned a little bit something about myself i've gotten better at like a certain part of what i do and it ended up like bringing me here which was always like a dream market and a dream job and I would not be here if it wasn't for some of the stops like along the way, which I didn't necessarily want those at the time. 
but you end up like just embracing it. And also, even if you're not the most talented at like what you do, if you work your ass off, if you work harder than everybody else around you, you're going to get to where you like you want to go. You're going to end up achieving your dreams. I couldn't agree more. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I just want to end it with some of the best advice that you gave me. You said, uh, message me on Instagram saying, think less about what others think and more about what you think about yourself. Too yep. many times yep. people in this business just want to make everybody happy and everybody like them. You literally yep. can't control that. You took can't. me a while it's... to realize once you are yourself and not somebody else, nobody can be you but you. Yeah, dude. If you just, just got to be if you just embrace who you are be who you are don't be yeah don't be somebody else man and just and just have fun it it gets stressful at times like for sure deadlines you got live shows you don't want to screw things up laugh at the mistakes too like along the way you know don't take yourself too seriously just don't and you know speaking of not taking ourselves too seriously i need to ask you one question if would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that from? <laughs> Your BFF producer, Derek. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I would actually, I would, I would fight 100 duck-sized horses because I would just kick them all. Although, I, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat either one because I love animals so much. I'd be like, just come snuggle me. Let's be friends and run away. Although, if we're all in the same household, we only get four COVID tests. That's not, that's, oh, dear. So only one of you can get sick at a time. Yeah, true. And then you got to get more sent to you somehow, some way. Oh, man. That's funny. I, I knew right when I heard that, I go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he, t- he told me to ask that. And I was like, okay, I have to. <laughs> Oh Thanks God. for having me on, guys. That was fun. That was a good time. Absolutely. So, uh, in my opinion, you're you're honestly one of the best followers on sports uh, in sports media on Twitter. So, where can people find you? Yeah, at uh, at Emerson Lancia. They're on on Twitter, and then the uh, underscore Emerson on Instagram. Yeah, I get a uh, I get a little weird, and I'm I'm myself on on Twitter as well. <laughs> and again, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of dog pictures. Yeah, a lot of dog pictures, but you know, not everyone likes it, but just be yourself kids yes exactly that's all that matters really appreciate you taking the time emerson and uh hope you have a great rest of your night love you guys mean it love you forever appreciate you i hope you did enjoy part two of our conversation with emerson lasia and lauren and i thank you so much for making locked on red Sox your first listen every single day now make sure to make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's available and free on all platforms. Now also make sure to follow Locked On Red Sox on Twitter. That's L-O underscore Red Sox because we post daily Red Sox content to keep you guys excited for this 2022 season. As well as we post some older videos to you know give that little nostalgia feeling but we also try and be the most engaging red Sox podcast that there is out there so every guest that we have on or every single episode that we record we try and get you guys the audience involved either through asking your questions or you give us ideas for topics that you want to hear about so make sure to give us a follow over there as well as follow myself on twitter at jake iggy as well as my co-host lauren campbell that's la 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 three laws Lauren with four R's. I really appreciate everybody tuning into this episode of Locked On Red Sox. Now make sure to tune in to our next episode 
because we have a very special view with former Red Sox player Shea Hillebrand. Definitely don't want to miss that one. And we hope that everybody has a great rest of their day. And we'll see you guys and talk to you guys next time. Peace.